What's up, everybody? This is Not Your Average Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, a.k.a. TG. It is Saturday, August 10th, and I am currently watching the Premier League fixture, West Ham United versus Man City, Manchester City. Um, So if you hear that on in the background, that's what that is. Don't worry about it. I'm just keeping up with this game as I'm doing this podcast. So... Let's get to it. Um, climate change could trigger a food, global food crisis, a new United Nations report says. And, I mean, it sounds good. It makes sense because climate change is going to, if it keeps going the way it's going, it's going to destroy more crops and more things of that sort of nature, you know. So, I mean, that absolutely makes sense. I don't think there's really much of a... I don't think you can really debate that. I mean, it just, it's not, oh, that's interesting. That's funny that they're advertising Kissimmee, Florida in London. But anyway, um, yes, climate change absolutely is going to make, it seems to be like if we keep going the direction we're going, it's going to trigger a global food crisis and we're basically going to be screwed. I mean, there's just no other ways to go uh, to say it. I mean, it's that's just the truth of the matter. Um, that's why we need to start making changes so that climate change doesn't destroy us in the end. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it just that's just that's just all I'm saying. I I don't want to go any further than that. Um, 5G will change your life if you can find it. Um, Here you go. Um, 5G technology promises self-driving cars, robotic surgeries, toothbrushes that detect when you're sick in less than a decade's time. Internet connections so fast they'll support an entirely new way of life. Um, so the way this is, it, it, if you can find, if you can get the network, five G is going to be absolutely worth it. Um. So that's important. We've maxed out the 4G capabilities of what our phones can do, but 5G could offer a doorway into what's next. Um, 5 uh, downloads on 4G took 125 seconds. Now downloads on 5G can take about 15 seconds. Um. So this is going to change fundamentally how how we do everything. Um, so we're just going to have to see. There's not many 5G places in the, the world yet or in the United States yet. But there, it's coming. It's the next step. 
forward in the evolution of our phones. So it, just be on the lookout for that as we move forward in time. Um, the FBI wants to monitor Facebook and Instagram for domestic threats in real time. And honestly, I'm okay with them doing this. It makes sense for the FBI to be at least thinking about, because I'm uh, pretty sure that um, um, social media sites like that are being used as a way to um, get what they want to say out or something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, oh, that's a magnificent goal. Raheem Sterling makes it 2-0 Manchester City over West Ham United. Breaking news right there as I'm watching it live. That's just a beautiful interplay from Manchester City. And the champ, the Premier, Premier League champions are at it again. Um, but anyway, I think FBI should have the opera or should be able to um, monitor social media in order to find out what possible domestic threats they could be having. Oh, he nutmegged them too to get the goal. Um, but as long as they don't overstep and start monitoring other things that don't aren't going to be a threat to national security or anything or anyone like that, then I'm perfectly okay with this. Um... So, we're going to have to see and wait and see if the, they're able, if Facebook and Instagram will let them monitor for domestic threats in real time, but we might let you know if we can find an article on that later. Um, sitting on Rome's famous Spanish steps can now lead to hefty fines uh, between 250 and 400 euros, or in American dollars, 280 dollars. 280 American dollars to 448 American dollars. Um, I guess they've had a problem with this. I don't know for sure. Um, but the Spanish steps, I, I don't know why this, this prompted them to make this move. I thought, oh man, oh goodness. Oh my, it's, 3-0 Man City. Gabriel Jesus with a brace. Wow, that's incredible. Um, but anyway, um, I, I don't see how where the problem is with um, sitting on the, the famous Spanish steps. That, I mean, that just... Ooh, he's, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but I, I guess Rome was tired of people just sitting on the steps and doing nothing or something or just loitering. I don't know. I don't know the circumstances under this. I haven't been to Rome in God. When was that? <sighs> I haven't been to Rome in five years nearly. So, um, but 
So, anyway. Last news, 14 young people in two states, Wisconsin and Illinois, were hospitalized after vaping. And this just reaffirms that... This just reaffirms that... Um, vaping is not good. People need to stop... You, we need to stop people from vaping. It's not good for anyone. Now, people are getting hospitalized from it, and this is getting a this is getting a little bit ridiculous, if I do say so myself. Um, we shouldn't be letting this happen. Oh, the first and VAR takes away the first goal for uh, the second goal for Gabriel Jesus. And it remains 2-0 Manchester City. Man, what a what a turn of events. Well, I I just can surely believe it. Um whatever, anyway. Um <coughs> vaping. Absolutely get the we need to get it out of our get it out now. We're tired of it. Um it's, it's causing more problems than it's worth, by far. Um, absolutely needs to be done away with. Vaping needs to be gotten rid of altogether. Vaping's turning out to be a lot um, more of a short-term danger than smoking ever has been and it's ridiculous and it needs to end but anyway <clears throat> to sports tiger withdrew from the northern trust with an oblique strain so tiger's just not feeling good he says he hopes he can play next week at oh god i don't remember where, where they're playing next week but he says he can he wants to play he thinks he can be back by next week so We'll have to wait and see if Tiger's able to play next week, but that's not good for the first round of the um, the first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So Tiger's going to have some work to do if he wants to um, stay in the run for the FedEx Cup playoffs. But I hope they do. I hope he gets better. Um, it sucks that for the game of golf, the Tiger is but anyway um, 10 players who could break the U.S. women's national team roster for the next World Cup cycle um, Alana Cook a defender who plays for PSG currently she currently, uh, she said, "I'm not gonna play in the U.S. I want to play in the in, uh, in France for PSG." And they got her first game was against Leon, I believe. Either that or her, um, they were playing France the day the NWSL was playing. Um. So she is a potential. Uh, Imani Dorsey, a forward for Sky Blue FC. 
Emily Fox, a defender for UNC. She's probably the name that was closest to making this roster, but Allie Krieger was given the starting or uh, a slot on the team in in favor of more depth at that cent- or more experience at that center back or left back. No, or more on the back line, more experience on the back line. And Emily Fox just missed the World Cup roster this year, so maybe she'll make it onto the 2023 World Cup roster. We'll find out. Um, Jalen Howell, a midfielder for Florida State. Katarina Macario, a forward for Stanford. Uh, Hallie Mace, a forward slash defender for FC Rosengard. Um, Ashley Sanchez, a forward for UCLA. I've heard great things about Ashley. Um, I believe she's been playing in, uh, um, hold on, let's look her up real quick if I can. She's only 20. She plays for UCLA. She's played for the under-20 team since 2018, but she won't be able to do that. Um, but now it's her time to get called up, you would think. Um, Sophia Smith, a forward for Stanford. I saw her good work in the under-20 Women's World Cup last year. Or Yeah, last year. Um. Sophia Smith, she's a great talent, and she should be getting notice for the uh, senior team anytime now uh, because she's an absolute talent. She's 19. She still has her under-20 time, so she might be on the um, under-20 team and for her. She might be still on the under-20 team when they play for the – CONCACAF Women's Under-20 Championship at the end of this year. But she should definitely be getting the call up soon, sooner rather than later. Um, she's a great talent. We'll have to see if they bring her in at some point. She has to. She's, she's just a great talent. If you go back and look at her goal in the Under-20 World Cup last year, Women's World Cup, that was individually a great talent and she's gonna definitely help the u.s women's national team in future world cups for sure i have no doubt in my mind about that um andy sullivan a midfielder for the washington spirit and lastly lynn williams a forward for the north carolina courage um and rose lavelle was just moving into wisconsin in but during the 2015 Women's World Cup. So a lot can change in four years. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, but it's going to be – It's good. I can't wait to see what happens in the progress. Kevin Durant reportedly stopped talking to Warriors teammates. And, I mean, we, fig- we pretty much figured that it was going to be um, – we pretty much figured that Kevin Durant was going to leave in free agency, but I, I don't know if this is going to be, this is a true story or not. Um, it's just reported this way, but if this is a true story, then 
I, I mean, I'm losing more and more respect for Kevin Durant if this that's the case. That's just not the way to play the game. It's just not. Um, but, you know, <sighs> it is what it is. Um, Liga Un recap of AS Monaco Leon yesterday. Leon dominated AS Monaco yesterday, 3 0 on the road, no less. Um, before any goals, well, no, it was 1 0 Leon, and then Chick Fabregas, the former Chelsea man, got a red card in a straight red in the 30th minute and completely derailed any chance of. Monaco's being able to get points out of this game. Um, um, so Leon gets the three points to start the Liga Un campaign. So congrats to Olympique Leones. Um, Marseille takes on Roms today. Bordeaux in action. Toulouse, Saint Etienne, Montpellier, Stade Renas and Nice are all in action today. Tomorrow, Timothy Weah, the young U.S. national player, or U.S. men's national team player, plays for Loche Lili against Nantes, and I'm pretty sure that's an early game. Early here, anyway. It's probably like 9 o'clock here. Um, Strasbourg plays... Well, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow morning, but... Um, Loche, Lille, and PSG get into action in Liga Un tomorrow, so we'll see how those games pan out. Um, should be a, should be good stuff, hopefully. Um, to the German Cup, the DFB Pokal, Borussia Dortmund survived the scare from third third tier German division squad Erdingen. They didn't. It was nil nil at halftime, and I was honestly scared for Borussia Dortmund at that moment. But they ended up winning two nil. It wasn't a problem. Borussia Dortmund gets to the second round or the round of thirty two in the German Cup. So, congrats to you, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Is also survived the scare from Sandhausen one nil. So Mönchengladbach is through today. Um, Fortuna Dusseldorf. Zach Steffen gets his first start in goal for Fortuna Dusseldorf against SCO8 Villigan. <clears throat> so Zach Steffen will get his first action for Fortuna Dusseldorf in the German Cup. And we hope he does well there. Um, I don't really see him doing not well, but. Um, SC Freiburg play today at 9.30. Oh, uh, that game is in 30 minutes or a little over 30 minutes. So we'll see how he does there. Um, Kaiserslautern versus Mainz at also at 9.30. Bayer Leverkusen against Alemannia Aachen at 9.30. Schalke is at 9.30. Um... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There we go. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Hoffenheim against the Wurzburg Kickers at 12.30. Werder Bremen, Josh Sargent. Hopefully we'll be in the lineup against Atlas Delmenhorst at 2.45 today. And uh, a lot of promising young Americans are in squads. So I'm happy. To, I'm going to be looking for these guys moving forward. Um, but we'll just have to see how it all plays out moving forward. Um, one more thing before I talk about the Premier League. Antonio Brown threatened retirement unless he gets to wear his old helmet. So he's being a diva as he usually is. So he's an absolute idiot. Go play football. Go get paid or stop playing or just don't. I don't even care anymore. Just play the game. I'm tired of seeing your antics. They've grown extremely old and I'm absolutely sick and tired of it. So get yourself under control. But anyway. My last topic for the day is Premier, the Premier League. Yesterday, Liverpool opened their season account with a 4-1 win at home against Nor recently, or the defending champions of the championship who got promoted um, to the Premier League. 4-1 Norwich City. Mosala, Virgil van Dijk, and Divock Origi got goals. And there was an own goal for Liverpool. But Liverpool dominated the game in every category except clearances because Norwich City had to do a lot of defending. So it makes sense that they had to defend or clear the ball out of their own zone a lot. It makes sense. Um, uh Currently, Manchester City is up 2-0 on West Ham United in the 69th minute. So that's happening. Um, <clears throat> there are four games at 10 o'clock. <clears throat> um, Watford is at home against Brighton and Hove Albion. I anticipate Watford winning this game. I I mean, Brighton and Hove Albion has been known to give, or was known to give teams trouble last year. They survived their first season in top flight in a while, and this is a very important season at the Amex in, for Brighton and Hove. Um, but I anticipate Watford winning this game. I think they have a potential to rise out of the mid, uh, middle of the table. So we'll have to see what Watford can do this year. Um, also at 10, Crystal Palace Everton. I, I, if I'm not – oh, God, what did I say that game was going to be? I think I said Everton. No, I said Crystal Palace was going to win. I'm not very confident in that pick. Um Honestly, I think it's it could end up being a draw, but I don't see Everton winning this game. Not on the road. Everton, I don't I if I remember correctly was not a great team on the road last season in the Premier League, but um so we're just going to have to see how that plays out. Um also another game at 10 o'clock, 
Burnley is at home against Southampton. Um, South, uh, these are two promising squads that can potentially turn in a top 10 performance in the Premier League, I would assume. Um, but, per, ooh, personally, I would, I think Burnley's just going to win this game. I'm on the home team side right now. And that's not because of being at home. I just think they're better sides. <clears throat> well, I don't I wouldn't consider Crystal Palace the better side against Everton. I just think I don't know. Something's just telling me to go for Crystal Palace. I I, I couldn't I, I I really couldn't tell you what it is. But Crystal Palace is just the the team right now for me that I feel like they can win. Um, the last game at 10 o'clock on NBCSN, we got Bournemouth at home against newly promoted Sheffield United. And Sheffield United was promoted last season after finishing second in the championship last year. Um, honestly, I expect Sheffield United to get relegated. I don't see them staying in the Premier League next for next year. Or the next season, um, and I think Bournemouth lays it on them early this year, or th this season, whatever. Um, but like I said, Bournemouth, I believe, is gonna take down Sheffield United. I don't really see much else in the way of that. Um, um, but the last game today at 12.30 on NBCSN, we've got Tottenham against the last newly promoted squad from the championship, Aston Villa. Um, you, re you may remember a couple years ago, Aston Villa was the home to U.S. men's national team goalkeeper Brad Guzan. Oh, what a save by Ederson. Oh, what another save. Oh, goodness. Ederson making saves on West Ham United right now. My goodness. Oh, Man City's on the counter now, boys. Wow. Oh. Oh, man. Goodness me. What a, what, what a, what a freaking moment right there. Holy cow. That was incredible. Um, but any um Tottenham, I see taking Aston Villa. I I just don't see Aston Villa hanging with Tottenham in their beautiful stadium. Man, Chicharito almost scored a goal for West Ham. Mm. That was incredible stuff from West Ham and from Ederson. Manchester City's goalkeeper. Wow, that was that was absolutely fantastic. Um, but like I said, Tottenham, I expect fully to win this game today. Um, don't really see much else happening. Um, <clears throat> just a quick, just a look at games tomorrow. There are two games at nine o'clock on CNBC, I believe. We have Leicester City at home against Wolves, and I think this is going to be a fantastic matchup to open the season for both teams. 
I mean, I mean, it might not be the one that guarantees them three points, but it's going to be a fantastic matchup nonetheless. <coughs> um, and of course, I'll talk. I'll wake up early enough tomorrow to talk about it early. Um, so we'll see how that. Oh, is he on? Is he on? Is that a third goal for Manchester City? Is it? Oh, it's Raheem Sterling. Manchester City goes up 3-0, possibly. But hold on, VAR is being called in again. Um, also at 9 o'clock tomorrow, though, on NBCSN, Newcastle United against... Oh, I think he's off. I don't know. On NBCSN at 9 o'clock tomorrow, Newcastle is at home against Arsenal. And uh, again, like I said, I'll talk about that game more tomorrow. Um, lastly, I'm excited for this one at 11.30 tomorrow. Manchester United against Chelsea. We get Hopefully we get to see Christian Pulisic in the starting 11 for Chelsea tomorrow. Who knows? But absolutely great first weekend and could this be the second goal for Manchester City overturned by VAR VAR is having an impact in this second game of the season I don't know if we're going to get to it before this uh, podcast ends because I got 20 seconds left oh the goal stands 3-0 Manchester City Raheem Sterling with two goals and I look good with that decision anyway thank you for listening today Have a great day. We'll be back with more content tomorrow.